0: Hey, everybody, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, I will be talking about uh, workout lengths, or what is the ideal time to spend in a gym to train um, and get good results. Um, and uh, I feel like this, there's a lot of variables that go into this, right? I can't just say uh, that, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, or 60 minutes is the right time to train. It really depends on the person, depends on what your goal is, how you're training, um, like exactly the tempo you're going at. Um, But what I'll try to explain is like, I want to start off with with how I've trained in the moment and show you that like, you know, I've done two hour workouts, I've done half an hour workouts. um, And I'll explain exactly uh, why, you know, those certain lengths of time will differ. And, uh, you know, depending on your goal, why you'd want to offer 30 minutes over 60 or vice versa. Um, so just as a quick note here, um, the podcast I will be releasing on Sundays. I'm gonna keep as just like quick, uh, you know, little topics that I've kind of come up with. But during the week, I'll release more podcasts uh, and even a video podcast on my Instagram. That's gonna be more pertained to questions that you guys have because I have a couple of com- them compiled and I will be recording them shortly. Uh, but yeah, to start off here, um, I'm just gonna give you a quick kind of introspective look into my own workout schedule. Um, I usually allot myself two hours between clients or during the day for my own workouts. Um, and there's times where I'll be done in 30 minutes, there'll be times where I'll be done in an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. And that again, the hour and a half workout usually um, depends on what I'm training. And if I'm training three different muscle groups in one day, for example, a push day, which is chest, shoulders, triceps, and yeah, that's probably gonna be a longer workout. I'm trying to maximize uh, each muscle group uh, specifically. But um, overall, I'd say my workouts typically don't go over an hour i'd say even like 45 minutes maybe um 45 minutes to an hour uh probably the best bet there um and you know like for me the the biggest thing is i will spend time on my compound movements in the beginning right so let's say back and bicep day deadlifts are my main compound on that day so i will you know i'll do four or five sets um and i'll do about you know depending on the weight i I have and how heavy it is say six to ten in that range um and for my deadlifts, typically, like, in my compounds, I always like to go heavy. And I want to test myself in that regard. So any break I take outside of the deadlifts that I do is usually around two minutes, right? Sometimes three, depending on, you know, if I'm really close to like a personal record, if I'm really just going heavy, 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 just because when it comes to strength training, and just trying to lift heavier like that, you really want to take enough break in between your sets where, you know, heart rate isn't an issue when you're going to your for your next lift. And, um, you know, you know, you can maximize what you're trying to do out of that that set, right? So if you're trying to hit a PR on a deadlift, you do set one, you warm up, you set two as your moderate weight there. And then your set three is supposed to be your PR weight. Um, You know, you want to take a decent enough break, uh, not too long where you feel like you're cold, uh, but long enough where you have enough of your like ATP replenish, which is basically your energy currency, and uh, have enough there that you can get a good set in and you know, you can maximize your potential for that specific lift. Um, and that, like I said, is usually my compound movements, right? This will apply for chest day, this will apply for uh leg day as well. So that's squats and bench press uh, and even military press when I do shoulders. Um and you know, I think like that is obviously my main compound, say so back and biceps, right, Deadlifts, but bent over rows are also something that I prioritize because it it is a compound, like you're engaging more muscle groups. Not as much as deadlifts, but I also spend more time on that in terms of the rest time. So for me, on certain days, a lot of the time spent is on my first two movements. So maybe those two movements themselves will take 20 to 30 minutes uh, because I don't want to shortchange them. I don't want to rush them. You know, maybe there will be days where I'll start doing supersets if I'm trying to deload and not go so heavy where I might. You know do some bent over rows a little bit lighter than usual and superset it with some biceps just so i can get a good pump and get some good volume in and when i do that those type of workouts those workouts i don't take much rest right the whole point is not to just to you know you want to break the bar the muscle tissue down so um yeah like i feel like that you know is different depending on what i'm trying to train like for example right now i'm kind of cutting right so i'd still want to lift heavy like i want to retain muscle mass But, you know, I will sometimes mix in a little bit of uh, volume there with the shorter rest times just to get more of a pump. Because, again, if you haven't cut before, when you're cutting, you're just not getting enough carbs. So your pumps aren't as good as when you're obviously eating more food. Um, So I'd like to see if I can get that in there. So I'd say typically if I'm doing my deadlifts, it's taking me about 15 minutes for those four sets. Bent over rows, another 10 minutes, say, uh, to put it conservatively. And then you're looking at 25-30 minute workout. And then by that time, back, you know, I could do, I do some pull-ups beforehand and maybe some after. So that basically takes care of my back. And then the rest of the time I have for biceps. And I mentioned this in prior podcasts, like uh, biceps are a small muscle, like compare, uh, relatively compared to like your back, your legs, and uh, even the chest. So you don't really need to train them that hard. You know, like I see, even when I used to work out in the gyms, Uh, even myself like i would see a lot of curling you know you'd curl to the point where like your arms you can barely like hold on to anything which again it's a good mindset to have to train your arms for sure but um i've always felt like if you do back and biceps together and your back movements you know you're crushing back you're doing good reps good solid form going with a decent weight that's testing you your biceps should be pretty much done by that point because that's how i feel you know i do my bent over rows they get pretty engaged i do my pull-ups they get pretty engaged they're pretty tired at that point. And then I don't need to spend more than 15, 20 minutes on three, four different exercises if I wanna fit that in, you know? I usually like to just go maybe some heavy curls right away just to get as much energy as I can out of my biceps. And then after that, I'll go lighter with uh, different uh, types of curls, hammers, maybe some incline curls, preacher curls, and just try to burn the muscle. So I'll start doing DTP sets, which are basically 15 reps of a weight, 15 second break, 10 reps, 10 second break, five reps. And I can do that, I can do it the reverse way, 5, 10, 15, and then just kind of use that to kind of just completely fatigue the muscle. And I feel like that works best for me. Um, You know, um, I feel like, again, you know, I've been training for a while now, so I don't really need to go super crazy with, in regards to like developing the muscle. But, um, you know, in terms of getting a pump, I feel like that is the best way. And again, if you add the time, then at that point, no more than 15, 20 minutes on that, The back took me about max, say max, absolute worst case scenario, half an hour. Then, you know, I'm definitely under an hour, you know, 45, 50 minutes. Um, And that is good enough for me. And you know what? Like, I feel like for most people, it should be good enough. Uh, Definitely, you don't need to be overdoing it, especially over an hour. Um, Because again, like, you know, we as people that work out, we have other shit to do. You know, like, we don't just, I don't want to spend all day in a gym training. Like, I have other shit I want to do. You know, I have errands to run or, you know, like time I want to spend with other people, right? So it's like, I feel like it's the best way to do it is to work out efficiently and not, you know, like I work out by myself in my gym, right? So I don't have any distractions, but, you know, uh, I there were times where I used to work out at public gyms and, you know, there'd be so many distractions. Either, you know, you see a friend or somebody, you want to, you know, spend some time on your phone, you know, it's just you're easily distracted by your outside stimuluses that are in your, like, space that you can visually see, right? So, um you know, if you go in with a mindset and just, you know, put your, get some headphones, put some good music on and just kind of, you know, tell yourself that you're going to allot yourself a certain amount of time and, you know, stick to it. Like 45 minutes, I think 99% of people could do a great workout in 45 minutes if you do it correctly. You know, if you don't take too long of breaks for muscle groups that don't need it. And if you train hard, and that is the one variable that can change everything, right? So, you know, I was somebody that used to train an hour and a half, two hours. And looking back at it, only reason I could get to that long of a workout was because I was not testing myself, right? There's two ways you test yourself. You either, you know, say you're repping till failure, for example, you don't know how to get to failure or you don't push yourself to that point because end of the day, your brain usually gives out before your muscles give out, right? What I mean by that is, you know, if you're doing 10 reps of bicep curls, uh, you know, you could potentially maybe max out at 14 and that maxing out is more like your muscles can only do 14 you know when you do that 14th rep even if you tried the 15th the bar or dumbbell wouldn't come up Um, and a mental fatigue or a mental way to kind of like break that down is like you know you get to the 10th rep and you know again no matter who you are if you're going to failure your mind will give up before your body does right so if your mind gives out at 10 or 11 and you cut Mm -hmm. it on 14 then your you know your biceps will have a decent pump and they'll be tested but they won't be tested as well as you could have done it and again, if you keep doing sets like that, you're going to get to a point where you'll be completely fatigued at the hour 20 mark, right? Whereas if you did push yourself to that max, you'd be fatigued around the 45, 40 minute mark, right? So that I feel like is the biggest difference. And that is something I try to preach uh, with my own clients as well. I'll get people to come in. Um, I've been doing this for years and years now, five, six years. Um, so I can see if somebody, you know, if I have a newer client to come in, I'll give them with some dumbbells. We'll try to find their max, but I'll see, you know, like, I'll ask them a set, be like, hey, go to failure. And, um, you know, I'll assess and see exactly what they're doing. And um if I feel like they're shortchanging themselves and not really testing themselves, and the way I see it personally is like, you can tell, like, if I'm looking at a curl, I have like a certain uh counter on me like a timer, I'm con- I'm counting the tempo of their reps. When you get to towards failure, your tempo starts to slow down tremendously. But um you will still be able to curl, right? You'll start, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, you know, like as I slow down there, that's how the rep tempo kind of becomes. And on top of that, you get strain, right? If you look at facial cues, I look at facial cues, if I see somebody squinting more, wincing more, making a grunting sound, usually you're in that zone where your mind is already kind of like mind, your mind is already telling you this is good enough. But that's where the muscles still have a little more juice in them. And this is what happens when you get to that zone. So you know, I feel like, you know, going back to when I used to work out at gyms, I, most people don't really do that. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to say, like, I invented this or anything, but, like, I used to not do that as well. But over the years, I've learned that that is the way to train. That's the... You're going to get the best bang for your buck. You're actually going to see results with that, and you're going to have shorter workouts. So, you know, what is... <laughs> there was, what's the con here, right? Really nothing. You can say, yeah, it hurts a lot more, but, like you know I don't I personally never understood why people go to the gym if you're like why work out if you're not going to go all out if you're not going to test yourself if you're just going there just to say you went to the gym you know like what's the point of that um you know and uh you know this is something you can also apply to strength training as well right you know if you're trying to train heavy with something you want to get that extra rep out right because that extra rep is so important in increasing your overall strength profile and you know, obviously much easier said than done, but you know, it's uh it's definitely worth it. And having a spotter in that case is definitely something important, which is why, you know, when I train with clients I say like, you know what, like I can I can help you with that last rep or two, but usually if you go to a public gym, you it it's always beneficial, I feel like, to be open enough to Ask somebody around you to kind of watch and uh, make sure you don't try to drop the bar on yourself. But just to give you that extra level of comfort, so you're so you're capable of going till failure, or at least getting that extra rep out that you know you can. But you know maybe you'll feel hesitant to because of your your um, because of the fact that obviously you're lifting a bar on top of your chest, right? And you don't want it to drop because that is something I've had clients tell me that is something that they fear as well as with deadlifts too, like deadlifting and you know going too heavy to a point where your back gives out or you're worried that something might happen to your back. Um, and that's where it's like, yeah, never rush into weights that are too heavy for you. Just start with something that you can do and slowly, incrementally increase the weight. Don't uh, start to, you know, you get a plate deadlift up, and then you get a plate uh, 10, so you get 155 up and then all of a sudden you jack it up to two plates, 225. Yeah, like I wouldn't recommend that, especially if you haven't done 225 before. Um, but yeah, so basically, yeah, you just, focus on your compounds go heavy with them test yourself in the gym right uh once you're done that start you know doing some like higher volume training for your isolation movements right your biceps your triceps to a certain extent you know your shoulders especially if you're doing lateral raises um and you know you should be good you should be good in 45 minutes and you know you know I like maybe if you're going to do other stuff outside of the 45 minutes, like you're going to do some cardio, like, yeah, that changes everything Yeah, you can spend more time in the gym. But I I'm talking mainly in terms of weightlifting 45 minutes, no more than an hour definitely should be the the ideal time. Um, Because it's all about quality, not quantity. And that's something that, you know, I feel like is overlooked. And, uh, you know, it takes time, because I know in the beginning, when you work out, everything just hurts a lot more. Because I'm at the point now where when I train, I obviously I feel the pain, I feel the muscle tension. But I'm just so used to it. And I know, obviously, when I'm in that zone, it's almost like I know I'm doing something right. Uh, and it's almost like I, I need to be in that zone, right? So once you, I feel like for anybody that is hearing this and hasn't really done that, give it a shot. Because once you start doing that consistently, you'll definitely amplify your results. You'll definitely see more change. And I think, I'm not gonna think, say it, I think I know that you seeing those changes and that um, difference in your body will allow you to keep doing that. And as you keep doing that, you're going to put on more size if again, if that's your goal, or get more tone if that's your goal. Uh, but you're going to see more change. And eventually you're going to realize that this is the right way to train. And once you get to a point where that is ingrained in you in a habit, and again, it's going to be more of a habit if it's not too long of a workout, right? Like, if you told me I could, I only had 20 minutes to work out, I would find a way to absolutely drain myself. I would cut my rest times from one minute to 30 seconds or from 30 seconds to 15 seconds, right? Um, and one thing that does help me in particular is I have a Theragun, right? So this is a percussion massager. Um, this is something that I feel like nowadays, Amazon has quite a bit of them and they're getting, I guess, pretty popular. I've seen them in stores all, the, all all over the place. But this is something where if you're not taking as much rest, it's nice to have just from running through your muscles to keep the blood flow um and to just relax them a little bit and it's also a great way to just warm up beforehand so you know if you are doing bench press or deadlifts and you're getting to the gym and you only have 30 minutes you know even maybe as you're walking to your set you grab the gun you just run it through your back and you just get it nice and warmed up so you don't need to spend 10-15 minutes stretching although I still do recommend the stretching if you have the time uh but it definitely helps that out and that's something you can also use post-workout just to kind of help with recovery so definitely recommend you guys getting a percussion massager and I don't know, maybe I'll do a podcast on that because I have had a lot of questions about that and I've gone through my fair share of the guns. Uh, I've had a Tim Tam gun, I've had a Surrandom Amazon gun and now I have a Theragun and Theragun's amazing, although pricey, uh, but it definitely like, I've had lower back pain for a while and it's definitely fixed that. So I think I I think I might uh, make a podcast on that. But yeah, that's gonna cover it for today's podcast here. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, you know, pertaining to anything I discussed today, you can give me a shout on Instagram, or um, you can text me if you have my number. But I will be posting another story maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. Uh, just getting some more questions for you guys, if you have any. And maybe if you have any topics for these kind of podcasts, you can uh, let me know and uh, I'll record an episode on that barely shortly. But uh, thank you guys for listening. You have a great day and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.